Welcome to the High Performer Blueprint Podcast, where busy professionals learn the habits to become a high performer and live the healthy lifestyle they dream about. I'm your host, Leak Bola. Let's go. We are joined by Devon Shaw, trainer and host of the Fit Geek Show. Devon, how you doing? I'm doing great, Lee. How are you? Man, I am doing well. I'm not sure if you know this, man, but you definitely have inspired me to create this podcast. You know, I was definitely listening to the podcast that you have, man, and I really admire it. And it kind of gave me the the nudge to kind of do it. So you definitely have inspired this. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. The thing is that when, when the pandemic started uh, and all my clients transitioned online, I wanted to do something with regards to education anyway. So then... I decided to invite guests over my podcast and then, uh, you know, just begin the podcast because this podcast began during the pandemic, not before that. So it was a product of this, this Corona outbreak. <laughs> oh, wow, man. That's, that's cool. I mean, definitely need it more than ever now with everything going on. And it's kind of yes. funny too, man. It's like, I think it was freshman year. We had a class together. Well, my freshman year, I don't know exactly what year you were in it then. But it's kind of funny to see how, you know, we're still connected, man. And that was so long ago. So that's like 2010. So it's cool to see how you help so many people. And I know we have a really good thing that we have going on. So, of course, you have your podcast. But could you introduce yourself to the guests and explain a little bit more about yourself? Yes, uh, of course. So, so Lee, just like you said, I... Uh, started off with doing a bachelor's in exercise science from Truman State University, where you studied as well. And that was in 2009. Uh, I joined in 2009, fall 2009. And I graduated in uh, spring 2013. And then I moved on to do a master's in kinesiology in Bowling Green State University in Ohio. And, uh, oh yeah, and then at the end of Truman State University, we all had an opportunity to uh, take an exam, the ACSM exam of a health fitness specialist, which is now known as certified exercise physiologist. So I still have the certification. Uh, I came back to Mumbai in 2016. I studied in the U.S. for six years, came back here and started working with uh, different sort of clients. Uh, so just like you have a niche where you work with uh, busy professionals, uh, there's a good thing and a bad thing about the Indian fitness market is that it's still developing. So we don't really have exact niches here developed. So I got a lot of opportunities to work with different sort of clients, be it kids, be it elderly people, be it the tactical population, which is the military police and uh, the fire firefighting department, and also just regular clients and a little bit of athletes as well. So I've been training people um, since then. I have been doing my podcast, as you said, and I've also uh, gone into education and, you know, Dr. Bill Campbell, right? Uh, Lee? Yes, definitely. So he, yeah, so he just wrote a, a book called The Physique Guide, uh, which is uh, released by Clean Health Institute in Australia. So I translated the entire book into my, uh, my country's language, Hindi. And it's going to be published, I think, next week. So this is what I'm doing right now. And that's awesome. I'm happy for you to be able to definitely share that, you know, with your country and everything to help them in that area. Because as we know, 
this is so important for people. So what you're doing is amazing. And man, that's awesome that you're uh, actually translating that. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, with me, I did start similar to you with really working with people um, with where it wasn't really a niche. You know, I worked with people from mm-hmm. different backgrounds, just like you. So you kind of understand right. that people have to shift their fitness to themselves for their goals because so many yes. people, when they don't have the knowledge, right, they might look on the internet and look at influencer workouts, but that's not going to be the best for them. Or they look at bodybuilder yeah. workouts, or I know a lot of clients <laughs> I've had in the past where they are former athletes, they try to do those workouts they did when they're athlete and they know it doesn't help them. So how does someone fit their fitness around their goals? That's a great question because that is the the essential element around which everything is surrounded in terms of your training and your food and nutrition, everything like that. So I think it's very important for, first of all, as you said, uh, pick the goal that you are interested in, uh, narrow down on that, and then decide on how much time you have for training and also decide limitations that you have on your food and your nutrition. Because I know that United States is not too restricted in food items and stuff like that. But in India, we have different cultural barriers and, you know, different religions here. So they have their own barriers. So India is majority vegetarian. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, but majority of India is still vegetarian and they don't consume any meat products. So that's very important. And the next step is to then implement so even if you have, so I've, I've worked with busy professionals. I've worked with students. In fact, one student that I trained, he's now, he's no longer a student. He works now. And he was a CPA student. So it's called CA in India. And it's a really difficult examination. And he only had two hours or two and a half hours a week to train. That's it. So I just trained him twice a week. And I just made sure that all components, all his goals, everything is accumulated and spread out well in those two sessions and he still got the results so i think it's really important for you to narrow down your goal as you said and secondly uh, to see how much time you have on your hands and your nutritional uh, barriers what you can do what you cannot do what you like what you dislike if those are taken care of taken uh, care of in the beginning i think you're set to implement your goals you just need to have some patience that's it Yeah, that's big is to understand that it's not just one factor, right? There's a few things you need to understand if you really want to maximize the results to be able to accomplish your goals. And I think that really is important for someone to understand. So when we think about fitness, there are training principles that are very important for people to get results. Like you said, we do need to customize different things based off our goals. But are, what are three training principles mm-hmm. you think someone should definitely implement within their training? I definitely think uh, whether it is a cardiovascular-based uh, goal or any goal, resistance training should be included. That's one big principle in terms of uh, physiology and your mindset. Resistance training has to be included, whether it's one session a week or two sessions a week, it doesn't matter. Number two, you be realistic with your goals. And number three would be be patient. Uh, I think if you have these three things in in place, uh, you're all set. I love the patience because I think that's 
typically something when people come to us, they want the results really fast. <laughs> and it's like, we know that yep, there yep. are going to see results when they first start, but we do know the best results are usually going to take the time when you're actually allowing time to work for yourself. So I think the patience yes. is very important. And I think that leads to what I need to ask you next is for busy professionals, they struggle so much with finding the time. So I think that's why they could be sometimes impatient. So how can busy yeah. professionals maximize their workouts in 45 minutes or less? Oh, that's a, that's an awesome question because I have encountered many people like this. And when I tell you busy in, in Mumbai, especially where I live, uh, it is not that people are busy working the entire day, but because there are so many people, there are about, I think, 10 million, 10 million people in Mumbai right now. Okay. And the traffic jam is crazy. The pollution is crazy. It takes just from one end to the city to the other, which is, say, around say around 16 miles. 16 miles might take you three hours in the car. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's, yeah. And this is what, like, every person in my city suffers every day. And majority of the, of the population in Mumbai travels by train. So they take trains a couple of hours to go to work and a couple of hours to come to back come back to their homes so i understand what you're saying it all depends on prioritizing your goals i think if you schedule out your day i don't think it is impossible to find just 15 to 20 minutes per day to say break in you know chunks of working out during the week so i don't i'm not saying that you need to take out time one session a week or two sessions a week, one hour per session, one hour per two hours per session um, is just prioritizing your goals. If, if health and fitness is important to you, you will at least take out 15 to 20 minutes a day for it. So it's very important for you to schedule things out, uh, break your workouts into different sessions, uh, say Monday, 15 minutes, maybe Tuesday, 20 minutes, something like that. And I think it should be, easy to incorporate it and if you have three times a week of uh, time you can go for 45 minute workout, workouts as well that's a big one for me with clients is getting them to block it out in their schedule because they prioritize yeah. different things in their life that i know they have the time for because we only have 24 hours a yeah. day so if you utilize it, like you said, you will find the time. It's not impossible. Even like you mentioned that people yeah. have that big travel, uh, you know, hold up throughout their day, oh, yeah. but they still can find some time yeah. to find that. And if you do that, that's how you're going to be able to maximize your workouts. So you mentioned a little bit earlier of how important, of course, mindset is within your training. So how should someone approach the mental training of their workouts and not just their body? So how can they really focus on the mental aspect of the training? It's really important to understand that it's going to take time. You are not an athlete who's going to train three or four hours a day and have optimal sleep and optimal nutrition. Well, even after being an athlete, I know many athletes who don't have enough sleep and you know, not proper nutrition. But still, you don't have that much time to uh, dedicate to training. Neither are you big into nutrition. So, of course, you have to make sure that you're mentally prepared for this challenge. When you talk about getting results, um, at least give yourself six months on a program. At least six months, I think. 
and you start seeing results. Now, the whole process is not going to be easy. It's going to have ups and downs. It's going to have highs and lows. Uh, you might have an event coming up or something like that, you know, marriage to attend. You may not be able to work out for like two or three days, but that doesn't mean that you've lost whatever you've gained. It's all about getting back on track. If you're getting back on track on time, nothing can stop you. So just keep going consistent, prepare yourself uh, for at least six months and just have faith in the process. I think that's very important for a client to understand. Yeah, you got to trust the process. That's a big one for me because like we know that you are going to see some changes as you go on. But sometimes, like you said, you have those ups and downs where for some reason, like you said, you know, you might not see the results right then and there or you get caught up and something else. So I believe that the mindset is very big. And that's why within my coaching, I really yeah. stress that, a, you know, a big part of that, because I know how if we don't have that part of the training within our health, then it's like you will see some results when you're just focused on just the body. But then it's like after that, you kind of forget how to continue with that. And I think that's so key yep. as far as building habits. And we know that's how you be most successful. So how do you create habits with the clients you work with? Oh, uh, yes. So if there are a lot of habits to work on, uh, I'd give them like one or two habits that they can take care of every day. And if they're successful in completing them for at least a month or two, then we add more habits. So, of course, you need to educate your clients for, uh, as to why you're asking them to start something or, you know, stop something. For example, smoking, if a person's smoking a lot and you ask them to reduce the number of cigarettes first and then move on to completely eliminating cigarettes from their life. Uh, or it's, say, for example, drinking more water per day. Example. You can just ask them to drink, like, say, one or two glasses of water extra per day and you start like that. So build into uh, the habit slowly and uh, break them into different parts. I think that's more important. Uh, otherwise, the client is going to get really, really confused, um, irritated, and they'll be back to square one. So you want to make sure that even if they start working on one or two habits, they really have it in their system after a couple of months. So they don't leave, you know, they don't get left out of that later on. I think that's key because you don't want to overwhelm someone. And I know for a lot of listeners out here yeah. is they try to do everything at once. And it's like, you cannot build habits that fast. Like there's a lot to really yeah. focus on within, of course, a healthy lifestyle. But if you're expecting yourself to be someone that's been doing it for five, 10 years consistently overnight, like you're going to feel overwhelmed. So I love what you said, Devash, about focusing on, you know, one or two habits. And then once you start building that, let's put some other habits into place because then you're going to yeah. see, okay, now I have this habit working. It's going to all come together. But as you mentioned before, if you trust the process, you're not going to try to rush yourself with building these habits. So for yourself, I know, like you said, your big thing has been to educate the people within India. What do you feel like is the biggest yes. obstacle that you face when it comes to training people that are inexperienced? Oh, <laughs> that's a big one. So they come with a lot of preconceived notions. And a person who has never, ever trained before, who doesn't have even little informal education in resistance training or nutrition or anything like that, 
they look up to the media for their source of education. And that is an area that's very dangerous, either media or social media. Now, I'm not saying that all social media is bad, all media is bad. The majority of it is only to get the TRPs up and for them to get more clicks on their articles. So that's what is very important. For example, one uh, one of my clients was literally arguing with me that no, bodybuilders do not consume anabolic steroids. And I was like, I mean, I just didn't know what to say, but I slowly explained to him over the weeks that no, this is not the thing. They do consume, uh, you know, they do take uh, performance enhancing drugs. They also work really hard, but at the same time, they have an edge over others because of this, and that's their profession. So you can't compare yourself to anybody on social media who looks too buff or is like having the perfect body or something like that. So it's very important for directing a person who's inexperienced to the correct sources of knowledge to educate them over time with patience without getting too, you know, arguey or too irritated. And is it because if I see them, I see myself what I was at the age of 13 or 14. I was the same. I used to look, so the reason why I started working out was because, of course, I was morbidly obese when I was a kid and also Rocky Balboa inspired. <laughs> so that was, again, my, yeah, that was my source of inspiration. And that was, again, media. So it's not their fault. This is what you watch every day and you start consuming that knowledge. But then it's your responsibility as a professional to divert them into the correct sources. Right. I think that's why it's so key to work with professionals just like us because we understand yes. basically what people have to work on because we work with so many different people of different backgrounds. So when you're trying to listen to all the extra you know, noise out there, you're going to feel like overwhelmed with all this information. You're not going to be sure what is actually right and wrong. So I think it's so key to have you know, yeah. a professional to really work with or have people that you really trust that you can consume your information from. So what is one thing you would tell someone right now who is struggling on their journey? It's just about the process. You will be there soon. Just be consistent. Be consistent. That's it. I'll tell you, even in my example. So it's not that being, being a fitness professional is not that I train every single day. If I have to take a couple of days off, three days off, even a week off if I'm, when I'm tra- traveling, it's okay. But as, as long as I'm not slacking off after coming back, I know I'm on my way, on my way to my goals. Uh, the journey is still on. And is the, so I, I've read it, read this somewhere is that you, uh, you lose the day you give up. So you don't have to give up on the process. Just keep going, keep going. That's it. I'm big into the consistency as well, because I know that's how you win in the end yeah. is being consistent. Like you said, we're all going to have our ups and downs. Yeah. I think people think sometimes we're perfect because we're, fitness professionals and it's like no we all struggle like yeah. we struggle with our diet we'll struggle with our workouts we struggle with our sleep <laughs> sometimes maybe you don't feel motivated yeah. that day but <laughs> i think we understand the consistency so that helps us always get back on track and that's how you're going to be able to really build the lifestyle you dream about which i think is so key for people to have the health that they want so devos really appreciate you joining us today where can our audience find you well, Lee, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, your questions really opened up my mind and it got me thinking. Uh, but but at least I know where I stand. Mm-hmm. So it's good. 
Uh, I can be found on uh, on Instagram. My handle is Osmosis Fit Hub India. Uh, you can search my podcast on YouTube as well. It's called The Fit Geek Show. I'm also on Facebook, Devansh Shah. So if you want to add me, you can. Contact me if you have any questions or anything like that. I'm always open. And I'm always open to collaborations like uh, I did with Lee. Make sure you get plugged into Devansh. Tons of information, man. I learned a lot myself from this episode. Once again, thank you. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, head over to ltaperformance365.com slash highperformer. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love this podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you're ready to create your own high performer blueprint, be sure to head over to ltaperformance365.com and we'll talk soon.